Hello everybody and welcome to Unaired, the show where we take TV shows cancelled with episodes left unaired, review them, and then pitch our ideas for how we think they could have continued. I'm Ed. And I'm Andy. And Andy, um, so I saw the new Fish Guy film. You know Fish Guy from the Justice Pals? Yeah, Little Fishy Boy, Aqua, Aqua Marine. Yeah, so I enjoyed the film, but one thing it was lacking. Um, when you want to catch a fish guy, you need a bait man. That's right. It is the second week of Baitmanuary, where we cover Jason Bateman's failed TV shows. What? Why? Why did he do so many of these? I don't understand. <laughs> it took him so long to to like find his career. Well, he did a TV show. I forget what it was called, but it had a pretty decent run, like a hundred episodes, and then he just starred in garbage until Arrested Development. Oh, so you're talking about something before Arrested Development. Oh, oh. I, I had no idea. Yeah, there's just so much, like, in this backlog of, like, early aughts, late 90s series. And what's interesting, though, and uh, uh, this will come out as we talk about this episode, um, it, it really puts his full acting range on display. Uh, we've seen him play a lot of different parts here. Yes, but it also puts his um, his faults in the forefront, I guess. The faults in our Bateman? Yes, the faults in our Bateman. Um, I guess so, but I think, well, especially this show was really interesting because I've never seen him play someone like this. This was completely out of character. Yeah, it uh, it definitely was. So the show that we're covering... Uh, it only got a pilot. It was called Black Sheep, and it starred Jason Bateman. And the only other person of note in this show was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played a side character. And boy, was that a side character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was quite interesting. <laughs> so um, this show aired on Fox in 1994. Now, the only reason I know it aired on Fox is because the uh, little Fox logo in the bottom corner of the screen of the copy, the only copy of this that I have found online. And it was weird because it was labeled Black Sheep Part 1, Black Sheep Part 2, and Black Sheep Clips. Now, Part 2 does not take place immediately (laughs) after Part (laughs) 1. There is a bit of clips that coincides and for some reason, the end credits is also in clips. <laughs> yep. Trying to put this together, I felt like Jigsaw had sent me some some death riddle, and I had to put it all together. And once I did, I, I really wasn't satisfied. I was happy to walk away with my, my life, though. Yeah, no, we got mementoed by Bateman. <laughs> it was odd. Bateman-toed. Bateman-toed. Um, so the show starts off in a garage, not like a house garage, but this is like a commercial garage. And Eugene, who is one of the main characters, comes out from under a Mustang, which is owned by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and basically tells him like, hey, your car isn't fixable. And he goes, oh, well, what does it need? And Eugene says, oh, you know, all that stuff that makes a car run like the oil, the motor. He goes, yeah. Well, it needs that. Classic. Dude, classic roasted. Burnt. Yeah, and then there's an explicable 
laugh track, which is weird because no joke was told. <laughs> it was just a fact of the matter. Exactly. Um, and that's the kind of uh, quality goofs you're going to get from this show. And this is weird. Uh, Andy and I talked about this right before we started recording, but there's nothing that really happens in this show. It's probably three or four scenes total all taking place within this auto shop. Which, if you take a step back and look at the way the auto shop is structured, it almost reminded me of um, Taxi. I could see that. But this wasn't Taxi. There, w- there wasn't a Danny DeVito that I saw. There might be one, but I didn't see it. No, there was a Bobby, who was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, owner of the Mustang. There was Anthony, some very psychotic gun store owner that hangs around. And Sherry, the secretary, I guess. Uh, can I just say the gun store owner? Uh, the actor who plays him also plays Stanson on Sex in the City. So I had a very uh, different read on uh, this cast and crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never watched Sex and or the City. So um, that doesn't resonate with me. You, but... you can have sex in the city. And maybe that would... I th- I feel like if you do that, you get all the knowledge about the show. Well, it's sex and the city, not in the city. Yeah, but they're having sex in the city. Well, yes, they do have sex in the city, Andy. But the show itself is sex ampersand the city. <laughs> I, I don't understand. All right, so... Um... <laughs> While uh, they're all discussing this whole issue with the Mustang, the Mustang starts beeping by itself, and then you hear Jason Bateman's voice saying, hey, come fix me. Turns out, Bateman's in the car. His name is Johnny, Eugene's brother. And he's back because he wants to help out with this auto shop. He wants to co-run it. And he used to be this big stockbroker. He went to college. And Eugene's a little suspicious, so he goes, hey, turn on the radio. (laughs) And perfect timing, you hear the stock market has crashed and shit's just gone wild. It it actually, it was a little confusing at first because the way they describe it is like, there was a, a massacre at Wall Street today. And at first I was like, oh my God, did he kill all the, all the stockbrokers? No, 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 you're thinking of Patrick Bateman. Oh, 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 oh. From the hit film American Psycho? Common, common misconception. Hey, that's wild. Jason Bateman plays a stockbroker in this show. <laughs> wow, I'm just putting two and two together. He's, yeah. I mean, 1994 was a very different shade of the Bateman. You know, he was, was. He was in his primor- primordial, you know, state. He could have been, you know doing some stuff he could have he could have been buying some fancy business cards Mm -hmm. um he could have been uh eating spaghetti (laughs) while listening to huey lewis in the news (laughs) is that a scene in american psycho where he eats spaghetti specifically yeah it's it's in the director's cut okay i'll have to check that out then so, um, 
this is how we find out that Jonathan went to college and became a stockbroker and basically loaned money to Eugene to start the garage. And he goes, oh, well, you know what, Gene, I came here first. I had 204 friends I could have gone to first, stockbroker friends, and I didn't go to them. I came to you. And then Gene says, hey, turn on the radio. Turns the radio back on. And now we're at 204 stockbrokers who have jumped off a bridge. Which, what? (laughs) That's so dark. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you, I think there's something sinister about Jason Bateman in this in the show. I think he's like, (laughs) you know, he might have orchestrated all of this. So what you're saying is you got some episode pitches ready. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little peculiar that he said, you know, the exact number of people. (laughs) So, uh. Then this is where the uh, kind of connection gets lost a bit because it's in between the clips in part two. (laughs) But from what I can piece together is Jason Bateman basically says, hey, Eugene, uh, you need me here to help you out because I went to business school. And now that the stock market's all fucked, all these auto part companies are going to be laying off staff and the small businesses like you are going to get screwed over. And, it's pretty legit. Yeah, makes sense. And then yeah. uh, he agrees to let Jonathan, a.k.a. Bateman, work there. We get a scene where some guy comes in looking for a nameplate for a cougar. And they're the only store that has it. So Jonathan tries to ramp up the price to $42. There's a kerfuffle between him and Eugene. Because Eugene wants to sell it for $9. And even the the customers like, I'll pay $12 for it. It got me over a barrel here. And there's a huge fight between them. And we find out their apartment is actually above the garage. Yeah, it's so weird. Because, John, not Jonathan, because Eugene is going to go have a quote-unquote heart-to-heart with his brother upstairs, grabs a baseball bat, and he goes in, smashes a uh, lamp, and then there's this huge, I'd say this is about a fourth of the episode. It's, this basic, it's basically a monologue from Jonathan. I love it, though. It's very deep and, like, very decently written. But it's a complete break from the tone of the show <laughs> that we've seen before. Yeah, it's, it's not funny. It, it, it actually, it feels like it's so tastefully done and well acted that it feels like it belongs in a different kind of show. Exactly. It feels like a it feels like special episode territory of a sitcom, not pilot episode. And there trust me, there is like a weird sitcom stinger to this whole scene that's happening in in this area. Uh that is totally inappropriate. Uh but still like I don't know, th- this was just so weird to me. And I think the best acting comes from the actor uh who's not jason bateman in this scene uh eugene the guy who plays his brother yeah i think he's doing the best he is because he's basically saying like you know dad didn't really have a lot of money and he had to kind of pick and choose who got what and seeing as jonathan was the baby brother 
and the dad died before Jonathan was really old enough to spend any time with him, he kind of gave him the money and the means to get an education as sort of a compensation for not getting to spend that time with his father. And it's like this very deep moment. And then freaking Anthony like pokes his head in and I forget what he says, but he says something extremely stupid to kind of like break the tension of the moment. It's just so weird. Is is that the moment where he, uh, they pull the gun out? No, that is a... Because <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> um, that's the very end. So, okay, okay. Oh, so we actually get another very heartfelt moment later on. But it's basically like he makes a joke about how like they heard a lamp break. And it was something along the lines of like, oh, you should hug your brother. It's a lot less breakable than a lamp or something like that. Oh, right. Yeah. So then we get the next scene, which is very another very heartfelt moment. Um, Jonathan, by some local airtime on the radio for car talk to kind of advertise Eugene's uh, auto body shop. And Eugene gets on the air. He doesn't know what to say. So he goes, and here's my brother, Jonathan, my first guest, and kind of throws it all over to him. And Jonathan brings up he goes today we're going to talk about uh memorable cars and like your memories that are attached to them and he brings up this kind of very deep moment about how uh eugene had to teach him how to drive a car because he lost they lost their father early on and that's like the memory he wanted to put in and (laughs) it's like this awkward silence afterwards and anthony pulls out a gun and points to them and says now hug it's just i hate it it's It's so so, weird it's so weird it's so weird and and again i mean it's not like the best acting from jason bateman when he's doing this scene but but it's like well written and like well put together this touching moment and then again it's just undercut by this weird like tension breaker i don't know what it is and the worst part is Anthony, the guy with the guns, was my favorite part of this show. Yeah, he's... Well, he's the most fun. He is. Everybody is so boring in this show. There's, like, a scene where he says... Where somebody... I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character, Bobby, tells him, you should go to therapy after he, like, goes off on a rant about guns. And he goes, not yet. (laughs) It was so weird, but... Can I I say he's, like, the Kyle Gass of this show? He kind of is. Again, like that weird zany like bit character who just like shows up to make a couple jokes and keep it interesting you're not wrong i actually don't think that this show or the other show we watched were explicitly comedies because i i don't think jason bateman was very funny no and one part (laughs) i forgot to mention is everybody in this show has kind of like a new jersey accent except for jason bateman well, he kind of does. It's just kind of painful. Or at least in the beginning, he, like, tries to put one on. Yeah, it's like he tried to put one on, and then, like, midway through the first scene he tried to do it, he said, oh, fuck this. I can't do this. Yeah, he definitely dropped it. It, it was strange, because I heard something at the beginning but that was out of character for him. But, yeah, then it just slipped right back into good old Bateman. Exactly. It was just so weird. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that's pretty much all that happens in this episode. The end credits, they start up uh, the Mustang because 
the radio airtime plan basically worked and their business is starting to boom. They have all the parts they need in stock. And Jason Bateman says, oh, you know what? I'm going to get back to Wall Street and kind of try and sow my oats, get this all fixed. Where are you guys going? To get pizza? Okay. And he jumps in the car. And then he says he's going to hang around until the next Republican administration. Which contradicts what he immediately said before then. (laughs) Wait, so who? It must have been Clinton, right? Yeah, it was uh, 94, so it had to be Clinton. So then the next administration would, would have been Bush. What do you think? Oh, man. This guy was in for a wake-up call. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick little break, and we're going to come right back with our episode pitches. I'm Jay. I'm Bob. And I'm Corey. We are the Cretans Guild. We're a trio of man-children whose friendship predates the Lion King, Green Day's Dookie, the N64, and the Chunnel. We have backgrounds working in television, video games, radio broadcasting, creative writing, and pizza delivery. That's a large cheese, right? On our podcast, Nerd or Not, you'll hear us talk about board games, TV, movies, comics, collectibles, video games, wrestling, theme parks. We even did a segment on pizza. So check and listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. And check out our socials on Twitter and Instagram under Cretans Guild. Welcome to the Guild. So Andy, had this show somehow made it past this pilot, what kind of episodes do you think we would have seen? Well, I I think um, I definitely have an episode pitch that relates to something that was in the episode that we uh, did not mention, which was there's a scene where Eugene is trying to get uh, new parts uh, to complete a repair and so he calls up a, a shop owner and he's you know haggling about prices um, and eventually he gets off the phone and he's aggravated and he starts repeating himself not once but probably about like three or four times saying nothing's coming nothing's coming nothing's coming and I think when you really look at Eugene's arc in that first episode, it, it's a very emotional one. You know, his shop isn't doing so hot. His, uh, you know, weirdo brother just came back. You know, he has a lot of mixed emotions about his dad and his relationship with his dad. So so I think there would be a lot of focus on Eugene, uh, you know, becoming this, this uh, fully realized person, uh, an emotional warrior. And I think part of that comes from his uh, impotency. You mean he can't get his beepus to do the creepus? Nothing's coming. Nothing's coming. Nothing's coming. Oh my god. <laughs> that's what that's why he's saying it. So you think there's going to be an episode where like Jonathan convinces him to go to a urologist and this is all his all of his rage him like taking the baseball bat smashing the lamp is just pent up aggression because he's impotent. I can guarantee that that's where it's coming from. I can guarantee it. And I think if, if you let me in on the the uh, old notes on this show, and in, in the show Bible, I think that the story would be there. And I, I don't think I'm far off track, to be honest with you. Because I, I see this character moving in this direction, and I think it's the right way to move. And I think it's the right way for everybody's beepuses to start be doing the creepuses. I mean, I could see it. That could be like a season three episode. 
I also feel like they would do something along the same lines with um, Anthony. Like maybe he gets put on some kind of anxiety medication of some sort. Especially because like he's kind of like a Dale Gribble type character from King of the Hill. Thinks the whole government's out to get him holding on to his guns type of thing. Overly anxious. So I think they're going to kind of like put him on. Maybe there's an episode where they send him to a therapist or put him on medication. And he just gets very normal. And everybody's just very kind of confused by it. So like um, like a Flowers for Charlie episode. Exactly. We're like, yeah, yeah, I, I could totally see that. Like Flowers that, for that, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> that That's a totally plausible episode, actually. I feel like that, that could actually easily be done here. Yeah, like, they, like, look to him for, like, some kind of, like, they're trying to find a solution to something, and they're looking at him, like, thinking he's going to be like, well, I got a 9mm, but he's going to be like, oh, yeah, you know what, maybe you should go talk to your neighbor, and, like, maybe have a thoughtful discussion with him. And they're going to be like, what happened to you, Anthony? Or he says, uh, instead of saying, hey, I got a 9mm, he goes, hey, I'm a 9 on the chillometer. <laughs> and I want to point out, uh, this is coming from a person who is on anxiety medication, who has some kind of, who who does see a therapist. I'm not pointing, I'm not doing this as like making fun of people with mental illness, because I'm coming from a place where I have mental illness. I just no, want to point yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the same, same exact boat. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to toe the line here. I'm not trying to like <laughs> go overboard. But honestly, if you watch this show, I, I don't. I don't think we're off track here. No, I mean, not at all. <laughs> and, and if you do watch this show, uh, why are you watching it? Yeah. <laughs> so I think around season two or season three, they would need to spice this show up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's probably losing ratings at this point. So what they got to do is, you know, there there was kind of a will they, won't they kind of teased between Bobby and Sherry. You know, Bobby's Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character. And yeah, they, they horny. They horny. So I feel like there would kind of be like a like a Monica and Chandler type thing where they have to keep it secret. They're not trying to tell anyone. And like maybe that's like season end of season one, season two, they go public with their relationship. And then at the end of season two, they break up. Season three comes in. Surprise, turns out Eugene and Johnny had a unbeknownst to them sister and she comes in and she's like oh i'm your sister that's the season finale season three starts she's like i want to work around here but she's like this ditzy character she's like goes oh i know how to work on cars she goes to turn the key it doesn't start up doesn't turn over she goes yeah i guess you got to throw this one away like kind of like that type of character Mm. you know she's from like she was maybe she was like her her mother was married to a kind of like rich guy, so she's kind of very privileged. She doesn't know what it's like to be this kind of blue collar character. So we get like a reinvention of Jonathan's character from the beginning, because by season three, he's gone from this like white collar uh, stockbroker kind of guy to he's been living with his brother. He's been working in this auto shop for a little while. Yeah, he, he's a he's a working Joe. He's a working John. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, so now we get the... just like the rest of it. He drinks coffee and drinks piss in the morning, huh? <laughs> he drinks piss in the morning, yes. He makes a piss and drinks coffee. <laughs> so now we get like a reinvention of that character to kind of bring it back to its base premise. And then we have a character that can relate to both her bro- both of her brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally... I also thought that, you know, a good plot would be to introduce the third sibling... Um, and I, but I took it a little bit of a different way. Um, I think, yeah, it it would be a sister. Uh, she would be an illegitimate child. Uh, she would arrive one day. Uh, but I think it would be Jonathan and Eugene, you know, they're looking over their father's, you know, uh, last will and testament again, looking because there's like a, a missing sum of money or something like that. Uh, and she arrives and they're like, who are you? And Eugene grabs his hammer and he throws it at her and she catches it and his hammer breaks in her hand. (laughs) (laughs) And then then, uh, Jonathan opens the Bifrost and they both go flying back to to Asgard. (laughs) I see what you're saying here. Don't you see? Yeah. The, the groundwork was there. The groundwork, was, this is where it started. So what you're saying is Thor Ragnarok is actually season three of Black Sheep. It's an adaptation of Black Sheep, yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking season three, back to my original point, is when Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character Bobby, he would kind of be into the uh, sister. And it would kind of mm. be partially to make Sherry jealous and partially because he kind of has a crush on her. Which would also reinvigorate like a will they won't they kind of aspect to this show. Yeah, he's like Hulk. Yeah. Will he turn green and big? Or won't he? Or will he be in Tekken? I don't think I don't think so. Well well Negan is in Tekken. Is he? Yep. Is that actually true? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Jeffrey D. Morgan (laughs) in effect is in Tekken. Yeah, so if you if you wanted to know uh, the trajectory of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's career, start here at Black Sheep and then play Tekken. Well, no, you got to go to Grey's Anatomy first and then play Tekken. And then you watch Bird Box and then Black Sheep? No, 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 you watch Rampage and then Black Sheep. Oh, okay. I don't think he's in Bird Box. No, he's not. I just want to put that in there. Okay. I wanted to date this episode. Okay. Well, I did make the Aquaman reference at first, so. Oh, okay. And I would like to point out that I've been sitting, we were originally supposed to record this last week, but something came up. I've been sitting on that intro for a week. (laughs) I go to bed every night rehearsing that intro in my head. Oh my goodness. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. We've been gestating on that one a while. Yeah. Much like, like a, a fish, fine wine. much like a fish egg does, it gestates. Mm. And I laid my, my, what do they do? They fertilize? Do they ooze on the, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I think they kind of like Febreze their sperms over the eggs. I think Django Fett had sex with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> and then that's how we got Aquaman. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm thinking th- it's time to bring Wallace Shawn into this show. Mm. 
Well, he's been through Hollywood from the Princess Bride to Clueless. He's an actor and a playwright and an essayist as well. He is nowhere to be found, so it's time for us to do this. Tell me why in the world isn't Wallace Shawn on this show? It's time for where, why in the world isn't Wallace Shawn on this show? I think we're going to have a flashback episode. Wallace Shawn is the father it's the dad yep yep mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna get couldn't have said it better myself yep. yeah so we're gonna have like an episode where like it's them as kids and we're gonna get moments of maybe uh eugene is trying to fix a car because he wants to be just like his dad and jonathan comes in and he breaks apart and wallace sean storms in like what's wrong with you Why'd you break my car? And Eugene kind of takes the blame for it. And (laughs) like, we're getting flashbacks to this throughout the episode. It's going, it's coinciding with an argument that they're having present day. Like maybe, I don't know. Eugene's impotency. Yeah. Jonathan, I don't know, bought Girl Scout cookies. And Eugene's like, I'm allergic or some stupid shit. It's some stupid argument they're having. (laughs) And we're getting like a flashback to this can, can we please get an episode where the only plot is that jonathan bought girl scout cookies <laughs> okay wait hold on he buys girl scout cookies but he uses money from the register from the register yes and it turns out now they can't pay for the order they needed to put in for the mustang parts because how that many, mustang how many did he buy i'm so stressed out what, what did he do <laughs> <laughs> he, he filled out the order form he wanted to order one but he sneezed and actually accidentally wrote two more zeros oh no oh and he didn't understand why they were so so expensive exactly he they were just really but good. he's coming from a wall street world he doesn't know how much normal things cost oh my goodness so they can't afford mustang parts for bobby's mustang because that thing just keeps breaking down can I just go back to this for a second? What if he was making an investment? In Girl Scout cookies? To, yeah, he was trying to get a percentage. <laughs> what if he tries to, like, weasel them down to, like, sell them to him wholesale so he can go out and sell them at full price? Oh, my God. What if he's buying Girl Scout cookies from one troop and then selling them to the other one at a higher markup? Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, that's the backdrop for this episode. Yeah, but we're getting flashbacks to like them as children, and essentially the end of that episode is uh, Jonathan comes clean saying, "Dad, I broke the parts, and Eugene covered for me." And he goes to Eugene and goes, "Eugene, I, you got to take care of your brother because I'm not going to be here forever, and you did a good thing today." And then goes back to present day, and he's a very tame Wall Sean. It was very tame. He was he was angry earlier on when the part got broken. He's to the point. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go back to present day and he goes, you know what? Maybe I should just tag along with you. Because tag along is a Girl Scout cookie. And then Jonathan goes, oh, brother. And then we get a freeze frame. And the end. Of the world. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love that. 
did was it this show that killed the world or was it honestly yes <laughs> you know there's some episodes unaired where we get very grounded takes on tv shows we do very grounded episodes i don't know where to go with this show <laughs> this yeah, is what I, you're getting I, the the fantasy of, of this universe i mean it's not that wide like what what can you really do here I mean, the entire episode took place in the garage. They they don't leave at all. They don't. they don't do anything. I'm wondering, maybe this whole show would be like that. Fox wouldn't give them the budget to build any more sets, but they'd give them just enough to keep airing each episode. Oh my god. Yeah, what if they fishbowled the show where it's just like constantly in that garage? Exactly. Never, they'd never leave. So, Andy, how do you think this show would have ended? What do you think we'd get out of a series finale? Um, I think it would be revealed that their father is uh, still alive. Okay. And he, and he comes back. And, or you know what? You said series finale? Mm-hmm. You know what? Scratch that. New plot. Episode opens. It's a shot of the TV. Uh, Jonathan is in bed watching uh, some like late night talk show, uh, and like Jay Leno comes out and he's like, "Hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about this uh, new potion? It can bring dead people back to life." <laughs> Jesus Christ, Andy! And Jonathan's <laughs> like, "Oh my God!" And he's like, "Yeah, they're signing people up for it." So. You just gotta mail in a, a piece of paper with, with your whoever you want back to life on it, and they'll give it to you. So Jonathan, you know, writes a quick letter and mails it to the research corp, and they mail him back with the potion, and he brings his daddy back, um, but his daddy's a baby. <laughs> so they have to raise their father. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason that it's the series finale. <laughs> It's because uh, um, they closed the shop. Because they, they decide they both want to be the daddy. And Jonathan and Eugene, they want to be good dads. So they cl- closed down the shop for a while. And they decide to be my two dads. Mm-hmm. And that's where this show you know, spirals off into. I mean, it makes sense. See, I think you're on the, same tra- or on the right track. Uh, the shop would have to close. For some reason yeah. or another. Maybe they sell it off to Jiffy Lube. Or something. And they decide we're going to retire in like Florida. Ooh, wait. Uh, can I make an, an addendum to my episode? Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's like, um, you know, some, some other option with Jay Leno appearing. And he's like, hey, did you hear about this? <laughs> There's a there's a new potion that can turn people into cars. So we don't need cars anymore. So essentially the world has turned to Turbo Teen. <laughs> this is actually the prequel to Cars. Oh my god. By Di- Disney Pixar. And then Larry the cable guy shows up in a guest appearance and he drinks the potion and turns into Mater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it ends but here's the thing in the cars universe they do have mechanic shops yeah well we got doctors don't we we do but they're not mechanics 
Yeah, so we're going to need me. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mechanics become doctors. They they go to doctor school. So this is going to be Scrubs Season 9. <laughs> Look, I don't know where this show goes. <laughs> who, who Who is even the black sheep? Is it supposed to be Jonathan? I, yes, I don't he's supposed to be the black sheep of the family because he went off, became a big stockbroker. He's rich, or he was rich. And he left his New Jersey roots behind. Okay, then we gotta kill him. Okay. So maybe he dies. Yeah, Jay Leto comes on and he goes, Oh my god, you just wanna. Hey, have do... you heard about this? Andy, I'm putting a stop to you. You just wanna do your Jay Leno impression. <laughs> it's a new function that kills you. And he drinks it. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay. So Jonathan <laughs> gets in a car crash. Ooh. And the whole episode takes place in the hospital. And it turns out Jonathan was on his way to a meeting with Jiffy Lube because Jiffy Lube wanted to buy out their shop and, like, make little franchises of that. They wanted to make Eugene's car world throughout the world. Mm. And Eugene has to decide on his own if he wants to franchise this out and he can't turn to his brother for advice. And, like, maybe, like, the last scene of the episode, he's, like, talking to his brother in the hospital bed. And he's, like, on his hands and knees crying. And then, like, the hand reaches out and, like, pats him on the head. And he goes, okay, well, pat once for yes, two times for no. And he pats once. And they sell it. They decide to move to Florida and open up Disney's Cars, Cars World, Disney Pixar's Cars World in Universal Studios. And then the last scene is Eugene saying, all right, blah, 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 I'm going to go swimming or something. And he runs off. And then we close in on Jonathan. And then we show a quick flashback in Jonathan's head of when he was patting him on the head. And he pat him once and Eugene ran off. And then he moved his arm a second time. That's true. And now he's got to live with this whole decision. Like, I turned my brother into this corporate monster that I used to be. Oh, hold on. He's going to become... So Eugene's going to become this, like, cruel businessman. And Jonathan is like, Oh, no, I've turned him into myself. I've turned him into the monster I was. I, I think we cracked the case. I think we did. And their sister, who we introduced in season three, shows up and goes, Money, please! Because she's going to be like uh, Mona Lisa, um, Ralphio from ooh yeah and she's got a giant wolf too yes <laughs> that she needs food for and food for wolves is not cheap <laughs> oh my god she, you're telling me she only feeds him kobe beef let me tell you that's not something you can get on bark box no it's not so i think that's gonna do that for uh black sheep oh wait hold on this is how it ends she goes i need to feed my wolf and he only eats sheep. And then Jason Bateman goes, I used to be one. I used to be a black sheep. And that's how and it then, ends. Oh, no, 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 wait, hang on. And then there's a tap on his shoulder, and we pan over to who it was, and it's Chris Farley. And he goes, oh. <laughs> and David Spade is off in the distance. Out of focus. Out of focus. Because they couldn't afford to get David Spade on. So, yeah, so they had uh, 
Niles from Frasier. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to go Niles from the nanny. Oh, well, yeah, that would work, too. Either way, he's out of focus. <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> so I think that's going to do it for this episode. Um, check us out on social media. We have at Unheard Podcast on pretty much everything. Uh, check out our website, unheardpodcast.com or fakebutts.com. It just redirects. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I'm... This is a reminder. Hang on. I, I just want to say, if you get in a car or an SUV or a truck and this podcast isn't playing, get the heck out, okay? <laughs> There's got to be a way to get this guy on, all right? So keep on looking out there, all right? Yeah. Uh, just remember, some things are better left unaired. Bye.